Hey listeners, if you have thought about joining the Nat Theo Club, now is the perfect time. We just released a brand new weekly resource for club members called Nat Theo Field Notes. Every Monday, you will receive a full color issue highlighting a creature or plant and what it teaches us about our Creator God. You'll also gain access to our full episode activity guides that go along with each podcast episode. Learn more and join at erinlinum.com slash natheo. Thanks for supporting the Nat Theo podcast and future episodes. Welcome to the Nat Theo podcast, where we explore nature, the Bible, and what both of them show us about our creator, God, who made this wild and wonderful world. I'm your host, Erin Lynham. I'm a certified master naturalist, Bible teacher, and author, and I am so excited to explore God's word and his created world with you. Have you ever watched a bird fly? I'm sure you've seen a bird flying, but have you ever stopped to observe and even study their graceful, playful, and swift ways of gliding and flapping and soaring through the sky? It is truly amazing. This is our 20th episode, and we are celebrating by learning about one of my favorite things in nature, which is birds. We're also going to dive into a really fun story from history. How birds fly has long fascinated me and, well, really the entire world. Bird flight is so curious and amazing that it inspired humans to learn how to make flying machines. Have you ever wished that you could fly? Today, we are not only learning how birds fly, but we're also diving into how humans, as they watched birds, were inspired to fly also. Here's our trail map. We are going to learn how our birds designed to fly and how did birds inspire and lead to the invention of airplanes. And finally, how can God's designs inspire our creativity and inventions? First, I have a trivia question for you. What is the fastest flying bird? Do you think you know, or maybe take a guess? We will find out at the end of today's episode. Before we get started, you can download and print a free activity to go along with this lesson called Creation and Creativity. It will guide you deeper into God's word and his creativity in nature. It will help you make something beautiful of your own inspired by God's materials and designs. You can print that free activity at erinlinum.com slash natheo20 or at the link in today's show notes. Also, this lesson's episode activity guide has a bird anatomy guide with pictures and diagrams of what we'll be talking about today, as well as a link to a fun interactive bird anatomy program where you can explore everything about birds' amazing designs. If you are using the Nat Theo Club episode guide, 
now is the time to pull that out to see images of birds' special flying features. And if you want to receive today's guide and all of our past episode guides and future guides, you can join the NatTheo Club at erinlinemcom slash NatTheo or at the link in today's show notes. Birds are one of the creatures I most love learning about in nature because they really are so different from other creatures. Birds are very different from other animals because they can fly. But what do you think makes a bird able to fly? Hmm. I'm guessing you probably said wings. And that is true. However, the answer is not as simple as that. You see, to say wings make a bird fly might be like saying a car can drive because it has wheels. If we stop there, we miss some amazing details of the design. Wings are only one part of the incredible engineering that God created in birds to make them fly. Certainly, wings help a bird fly, but also their feathers and bones and muscles are designed specifically for flight. Let's take a few moments to explore this incredible design. We'll begin with the obvious, wings. Wings allow birds to capture air beneath them and push that air in a certain direction. When they push that air, it gives them lift. Lift is exactly what it sounds like. It is what pushes the bird's body into the air. That's how they take off from the ground. But it can't just be the wing structure itself that allows a bird to fly. We need to look closer at the muscles and bones inside those wings and the feathers on those wings. So let's look at muscles next. Birds have two large muscles in their chest that they use to pull their wings down in order to capture air under their wings and create that lift that we talked about. Without those two muscles, which are called the pectoralis major muscles, their wings would be rather useless. Birds have another muscle called the supracorticodeus muscle that is deep inside the bird's chest cavity, and it allows the bird to raise its wings back up. I know these are big words, but what's important to know is that the pectoralis muscles and the supracorticodeus muscle work in beautiful harmony. They work together to allow the bird to powerfully control their wings and flap through the air. Just like in our human bodies, muscles are connected to bones. The same is true in a bird's body. God engineered bird bones specifically for flight. Some bones in birds are hollow or pneumatized. Pneumatized means they have small pockets of air in them, which helps birds fly better. You might think that being hollow or air-filled would make the bones weaker, but the actual material their bones are made from is very dense and strong, which also makes them incredible flyers. All right, we looked at wings and muscles and bones that help a bird fly. 
But what about feathers? Feathers are not just to make a bird pretty. They are incredibly important for flight. Like bones, a bird's feathers are structured to be extremely strong and stiff for flight, but also lightweight. They are not heavy. Feathers are mostly made from a protein called keratin. Keratin is also what makes other things in creatures and us, including hair and nails and claws, scales, horns, hooves, and even the outermost layer of our skin. When God created keratin, he made some pretty important things out of it, including bird feathers. Can you guess how many feathers a bird has? Let's start with a small songbird, like a robin. How many feathers do you think a robin has? Take a guess. A robin can have around 1,500 feathers on its body. What about a larger bird of prey, like a red-tailed hawk? How many feathers do you think a big raptor like that might have? A bird of prey can have 5,000 to 8,000 feathers. Okay, let's look at one more. What about a much larger bird like a swan? Swans can have, are you ready? As many as 25,000 feathers. And these feathers on these birds are not just growing all willy-nilly or wherever they want to. No, they are organized in an incredible way to help birds do what they need to do in order to survive, including flying. Their feathers are organized on their bodies to allow them to power and control flight. The main feathers a bird uses to create lift or get in the air and steer their flying are called primary flight feathers which are large, broad feathers toward the tip of their wings. And they also use their tail feathers, which help them with steering. Have you ever watched a bird in the sky and wondered what it would be like to fly? If you have, you're not alone. Many people throughout history have wondered the same thing, including two brothers who invented the first successful powered flight machine. Do you know their names? They were Orville and Wilbur Wright, perhaps better known as the Wright brothers. These two brothers were very curious and very smart, just like you. The story of the Wright brothers inventing the airplane is perhaps my favorite story of bio-inspiration. Bio-what? That's a big word, and it's one that's not used a lot, so you might not be familiar with it. Let's break it into two parts, bio and inspiration. Bio refers to life or living things, and inspiration is when we see or hear something that gets us excited to create or to do something. It is when we are inspired. 
A note for parents and caregivers, I write a lot about bio-inspiration in my book, Rooted in Wonder, Nurturing Your Family's Faith Through God's Creation. If you enjoy this episode and want to learn more about how God's designs inspire our creativity, pick up a copy of Rooted in Wonder on Amazon or wherever you buy books, or get a signed copy from me when you join the Nat Theo Club at the pro level. Bio-inspiration is when something alive or something from nature inspires us in our own creativity. And that was the case with the Wright brothers. Back when the Wright brothers were kids, there were no airplanes zipping around in the skies. Now, some people had tried to make a machine that humans could use to get off the ground, but not with much success. In fact, one gentleman by the name of Otto Lilienthal had tried, and he had actually got off the ground in a glider, but he found he had no way to control his machine, and he ultimately crashed and unfortunately died. To make his glider, Otto was inspired by birds, and before his death, he even wrote a book called Bird Flight as the Basis of Aviation. The Wright brothers learned a lot from Otto Lilienthal's research of birds and his designs for flying machines. They wanted to create a machine that they could safely fly in and control. And so they looked at birds. They checked out books from the library about how birds fly, Hmm. and they began observing birds in the sky and watching how they controlled their flight. You know what? Those are great ways for us to learn also. When I want to learn about something that God created in nature, I often go to the library and I observe that creature or thing out in nature. That's exactly what I did to research for this episode. I've been watching birds flying for several years and reading books about how they are designed to fly. I think I would probably have gotten along well with the Wright brothers if I had been alive when they were. In the time that the Wright brothers lived, most people trying to make flying machines were really just focused on getting up into the air. But the Wright brothers knew that if they were going to make a flying machine that was actually capable of keeping a human in the air and helping them travel, they needed to be able to have very good control of that machine. And to figure out how to do that, they studied how birds control their flight. As the Wright brothers studied birds, they began to notice some interesting things about how birds fly and details in the design of their bodies. One of the brothers, Orville, once said this, we could not understand that there was anything about a bird that could not be built on a larger scale and used by man. In other words, they thought that if birds could fly, then they could make a machine using a similar design to help humans fly. It was bio-inspiration. They were taking inspiration from God's design of birds to create their own machine for flight. What do you think the Wright brothers noticed when they began watching and reading about bird flight? 
let's look at two very important observations they made about how birds control their flight. First, the brothers noticed that birds used their wings to turn. As I mentioned, some people had tried to make flying machines like gliders, but they had no control over those machines. While watching large birds called buzzards flying over a river, the brothers noticed how those buzzards pulled one wing in or turned a wing to help them roll or change direction in the air. The birds would make tiny adjustments or changes to the position of their wings to stay balanced even when the wind was blowing toward them. The Wright brothers took that observation and they created a unique and special system using a lever to curve one wing of their machine at a time, which allowed them to steer their flying machine in different directions. Buzzards were not the only birds that the brothers studied in detail. At one point, they were living on an island to work on their machine and practice flights. The other people on the island said that the brothers would spend hours at a time watching gulls, a type of bird, flying. The brothers would watch and even mimic the movements of the birds. Secondly, the brothers noticed that birds use their tails to control flight. The brothers faced a lot of difficult challenges as they were designing and testing their flying machines. Although they had added the ability to curve the wings, they still did not have enough control and the machine was dangerous to fly. Then one day they noticed that birds use their tails during flight. Do you remember when we talked about the design of bird feathers? Well, birds have powerful flight feathers on their tails that they can use to slow down and change direction. The Wright brothers were inspired by the design of bird tails. The tail or the end of their flying machine had been fixed, meaning it could not move. Well, after studying how birds use their tails, they changed the back of their machine to be kind of like a rudder that can move and help direct the plane. After figuring out how to control their flying machine, they worked hard and successfully added an engine with the help of an inventor named Charles Edward Taylor. So the Wright brothers were the first people to create a successfully powered flight machine. How high up did their plane go? On the first successful flights, they reached about 10 feet in the air. To put that into perspective, it's about how high up a basketball hoop is. We could compare that to songbirds like an American robin who normally fly about 500 feet in the air, maybe a couple thousand when migrating. So the Wright brothers were not flying very high at all compared to birds. However, this was the beginning of something huge that would eventually lead to the airplanes that we see and ride in today, which fly about 30,000 feet above the ground. 
If you're using the NatTheo episode activity guide, you can see a chart showing how high birds and certain flying machines go up in the air. You know what is cool? This Sunday, December 17th, 2023, will mark 120 years since the Wright brothers took their first successful powered flight and changed human history forever. You know what's also cool? As I wrote those words preparing for this podcast, I looked up and out the window I saw a bald eagle flying into the sunrise. I'm not kidding you. It gives me chills to think about how God's incredible designs like bird flight inspire human inventions and even change history. Okay, that was a fun overview of how birds fly and how God's design of bird flight inspired the first airplanes. But what about your creativity? Do you have an idea for something you want to make? Maybe it's an invention or a piece of art or an idea for a book that you would like to write one day. Like the Wright brothers, you can take inspiration from what God has made. That's exactly what I do when I create this podcast and write my books. I learn about God's designs in nature, and I use that knowledge and inspiration to create a lesson, an episode for you. I've always been inspired by someone in the Bible who is also very creative. His name was Bezalel. Have you ever heard of Bezalel? Probably not. This person has a pretty small story in the Bible, but I find it so inspiring for our creativity. We find his story in Exodus chapters 31 and 35. Listen to Exodus 31, 3 to 5, where God describes Bezalel. He says, I have filled him with the spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of crafts. Did you know that the Bible talked about creativity and arts and crafts? It's right here. In chapter 35, a leader named Moses was leading the Israelites and instructing them in how to build a tabernacle, kind of like a really fancy tent where they would worship God. It was their version of a church. Moses instructed the people to bring all kinds of materials to build the tabernacle. Kind of like if you're preparing to make a fort and you and your friends need to gather materials. Or if you're planning to make a painting or a craft, you first have to get all of the supplies that you will need. But while everyone was bringing things like gold, silver, wood, fabrics, and other materials needed to build the tabernacle, Bezalel brought a very unique offering. He brought his creativity. If you read the whole story, there are 121 verses talking about the careful designs of Bezalel's work. 48 times we read these two words, he made. Every time Bezalel created, he was following God's plan for his life. 
He was being faithful to create for God's glory. God wants to do the same with you. He created you to be creative. Genesis 1.27 says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. You are created in God's image, which means you can reflect his qualities. God is incredibly creative. Think about when he made everything out of nothing. That was the most creativity ever shown. One of my favorite verses about God's creativity is Hebrews 11.3, which says, By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. You see, we take inspiration from God's designs, what he has already made, but he is the original inventor of every color, texture, smell, taste, and shape. He made everything from his creativity. Psalm 104:24 says, O oh Lord, what a variety of things you have made. In wisdom, you made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. As we learn about God's wild and wonderful world and all the amazing creatures that fill it like the birds in the sky, we see God's wisdom in the designs that he made. Like Bezalel, you can use your God-given creativity to make incredible things that showcase God's beauty. And like the Wright brothers, you can watch and learn about God's designs in nature and use those designs in your own work. Do you remember our trivia question? What is the fastest flying bird? The fastest flying bird is the peregrine falcon. When a peregrine falcon dives, it can go over speeds of 200 miles per hour. How fast is that? Think about how fast you go in a car when you're on a highway. A peregrine falcon flies about three times as fast as that. Our challenge for this week is a bit different than usual. I actually have a whole activity for you to print out to help you practice using God's designs in your art and creativity. You can head over to erinlinum.com slash natthio20 or click the link in the show notes and print out the creation and creativity activity sheet. Listeners, our next episode will be a special Christmas feature and it will release a little earlier than normal on December 22nd, right in time for Christmas. So mark your calendar and join us for a beautiful Christmas story on December 22nd. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend today and go out and explore God's wild and wonderful worlds.